Good morning. I'm Washington Post Politics Digital Editor Allison Michaels, filling in for James Homan. James is on vacation this week, but I'll be here instead, keeping you updated on the biggest stories of each day. Here's what you need to know for August 8th. North Korea on Monday lobbed a new inflammatory threat to retaliate against the United States over new U.N. sanctions. Those sanctions are punishing North Korea for its missile and nuclear tests. In a speech at the ASEAN Regional Forum, the North Korean foreign minister said that under no circumstances would it negotiate away its nuclear weapons. That's according to a transcript because the forum was close to the press. Therefore, it could not be determined whether the speech was actually delivered as prepared and labeled on a six-page copy distributed to reporters. In that printed version of the speech, the foreign minister said that the entire U.S. mainland is within firing range of North Korea. He said Pyongyang would use nuclear weapons only against the United States or any other country that might join it in military action against North Korea. And he dismissed stiff U.N. Security Council sanctions past Saturday as illegal. The remarks went unheard by Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who left the conference early to attend a scheduled meeting with the Philippine president. Tillerson and other diplomats have spent the last two days racing to find a way to tamp down a standoff that is growing more entrenched and dangerous by the day. In a news conference early Monday, Tillerson said the United States is ready to talk with North Korea if it stops conducting tests of ballistic missiles. Also on Monday, Trump declared that his political base is, quote, bigger and stronger than ever before. He said that despite recent polling, which he branded fake, that shows a drop-off in support. In a series of tweets from Bedminster, New Jersey, where Trump is on what aides describe as a 17-day working vacation, he ticked off a number of factors that he said have, quote, driven the Trump base even closer together. Among those, Trump cited record stock market numbers, strong jobs reports, his Supreme Court pick this year, and a backlash against, quote, the fake news Russian collusion story. Trump's assessment comes amid a series of actions taken by the president's political operation to bolster support among his core backers. This comes at a time when his overall job approval is at a record low for this early a point in a presidency. A poll last week from Quinnipiac University found that just 33 percent of voters overall approve of Trump's job performance. That is a new low. Notably, support among white voters without a college degree, a key Trump demographic, had fallen off as well. And finally, the president's Mar-a-Lago club asked the Labor Department last month for permission to hire 70 temporary workers from overseas. To get visas for those workers, Mar-a-Lago, like other businesses that rely on temporary employees each year, must first take legally mandated steps to look for U.S. workers. Typically, this attempt to recruit U.S. workers is a ritualized failure. Its outcome is usually a conclusion that there were no qualified Americans to hire, justifying the need for the government to issue the visas. In the past few days, that ritual began again at Mar-a-Lago. The club's request for visas stood out because it came in the middle of Made in America Week at the White House, as Trump and his administration sought to highlight his push to remake U.S. trade policy. Even as Trump urged other businesses to hire American, his business was gathering evidence to prove that it couldn't. And we'll be following that story and all the news here and overseas at WashingtonPost.com. You can still read the full Daily 202 at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm Allison Michaels, and Kelsey Snell will be with you tomorrow for more news to keep you in the know.